Hello, this is the African Tech Roundup, episode 11. Welcome to it, sports fans. Now, every Monday, we round up the week's most important technology, digital, and innovation news from across the African continent. The name's Andile Masugu, broadcaster and entrepreneur. And on the mic with me, as always, is tech entrepreneur and executive editor of iAfrican.com, the irrepressible lean startup proponent, Defo Mohapi. How's it, my guy? I'm good. Yeah, I bet you are. After last week's awesome event uh, at Ogilvy and Matha, well done. Yeah, it was, I learned quite a bit from Moresti and Mike as well. Interesting stories they had. For those of you who don't know what happened last week, there was a talk and fireside chat hosted by the team at iAfrican featuring Oresti Patricio who is, of course, the CEO and founder of Ornico Group. Lots to be learned from him. And if you missed it, don't miss the next one. And so if you're listening in for the first time, where have you been all our lives? Head on to africantechroundup.com to catch up on our past episodes. Also, do follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at African Roundup. And tell us what you think of the show. In our discussion segment a little later on, we'll be looking into some of the challenges facing digital online content distribution on the continent, which we can music but mostly video particularly given some of the news that will be coming out this week but first this week's african tech roundup is supported by ogilvy and matha johannesburg back in 1948 david ogilvy founded the agency that would become ogilvy and matha starting with no clients and a staff of two he built his company into one of the eight largest advertising networks in the world with more than 500 offices and 20,000 staff across 169 cities today ogilvy and matha is the leader in the industry focused on building and transforming brands. Now, for more than 50 years, O&M South Africa has created iconic advertising for clients such as KFC, VW, BP, and DSTV, to name some. They continue to live by David Ogilvy's now-famous credo, we sell or else. Now remember, if you'd like your audio comments included in a future episode of the African Tech Roundup, drop us a line on Twitter using the hashtag ATRUcomment, and our team will make contact with you so you can be part of the show. Now it's time for the news, and we start with an exciting report of an African doctor out in the US that's making us proud, Dr. Samuel Achilefu, whose groundbreaking invention is helping surgeons get rid of cancer. First of all, Dr. Achilefu is Nigerian by birth, but what's very interesting about his invention is that a patient firstly would need to be injected with an infrared fluorescent peptide and the peptide will then flow throughout the patient's bloodstream and it also goes to bind cancer tissue and once it's founded when doctors operate and open up the patient they'd see the cancer tissue glow up. Yeah and they actually use these very cool glasses to while they operate sort of locate which cells are cancer and which ones are healthy. One of the biggest challenges of cancer surgery is is being able to basically tell a healthy cell from a cancerous one. Yeah, I'm just hoping this will go a long way to reducing the amount of deaths caused by cancer. The thing is, there's still a hurdle in the form of the approval he needs for that peptide that you mentioned uh, by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, but um, all indications are it should be issued given how they've already operated on four patients and um, and these patients were, were suffering from breast cancer uh, and melanoma. And, and so far, the Google seemed to be functioning 
amazingly. Look, and the reason he's in the news uh, this particular week is because St. Louis in Missouri um, have awarded him the St. Louis Award for 2014, and he becomes the 87th person to win this uh, fantastic award, one of the highest uh, awards that's, you know, that city gives to, to its citizens. Yeah, it's very good, and it's very good for the continent. Talking of the FDA approval, what's happening currently and what the doctors are using currently is an inferior uh, version of the marker, but it still glows up when they put their glasses on. But we're just hoping that it gets approved, which, as you say, everything leads to that. Mommy, I see cancer. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to our next story. It turns out another nail in the coffin of internet neutrality as Facebook has found a way to roll out its internet.org product in South Africa with a partnership with Salsi. Yeah, very interesting. I think it was expected. They're rolling this out throughout the whole continent. And yeah, it's starting to feel like they're playing Pac-Man and chowing every country one at a time. The way they're going about it is, is pretty darn clever, I have to admit. What they're planning to do is essentially provide new and existing customers uh, of Celsi free access to Facebook for like two months. And then thereafter offer them 12 months access to, to free Facebook and, and selected other sites, zero rated sites via internet.org. Yeah, I mean, the, the sites that they offer at zero rates are like things like uh, your OLXs, your Gumtree, which are both South African sites and news sites like BBC News, News24 which is very popular in South Africa again, education sites, all sorts of sites so this is very appealing to people so get all this access to the internet through Facebook for free and probably a portal for you to take up more CLC services. And of course, this is only happening from the 1st of September. Don't be porting your SIM cards just yet. Once the two-month promotional period is over, it's not as though everything you do on the internet via these platforms is free. There's certain things, obviously, in terms of download that they will be charging you for in network rates, and I'm sure Celsi likes it that way. Probably wouldn't be a partnership if that wasn't the case, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But the other argument it brings up is, again, net neutrality. This gives uh, an unfair advantage to all these sites that will be zero-rated against their competitors so taking things like news 24 olx and all of them they get to have more people thanks to being zero rated on this lc network is that fair i think it's not fair but yeah you tell us yeah i mean does this violate the principle of of network neutrality tell us what you think now on to what's easily the most important tech deal of the week so far with conga.ng acquiring zintinet.ng this is very interesting, although quite unique to Africa, but not new globally. Conga, for those who are not aware, conga.com is an online e-commerce site similar to Jumia, which is another one in, in Nigeria and spreading across the continent, and quite similar to our own in South Africa, takealot.com. What's interesting here is that uh, Conga acquired uh, internet for its mobile payments license, which uh, gives us an idea of what they want to do going forward. For the deal to go through, the Central Bank of Nigeria had to approve the deal. This is very topical at the moment, given what's recently happened in Uganda with courts there declaring telecoms operators who don't have financial services licenses to operate mobile money services as illegal. And here you, we're seeing a similar trend towards sort of making sure it's what, dotting I's and crossing T's in that regard over in Nigeria. Yeah, but what's also interesting is that uh, this is almost a play-by-play -play copy of what eBay did when they bought PayPal because Conga is also home to over 15,000 small businesses that trade on their platform compared to how eBay, where people trade on eBay. And this play could be that they want to make it easier for people who trade on their platform 
to make payments. Well, Congo's certainly excited, or at least its CEO, Sim Shagaya, who, who has basically said that he and his banking partners are excited to be extending the reach of their services. 100% ownership in Zinternet. Can't hurt. Yeah, it will definitely ease the friction, as he says, of, of uh, people trading on their platform. Well, if you're a talented young person in tech with a penchant for social media, good news from Twitter headquarters. They're looking for African talent. But there's a big but, of course. Yeah, they're looking for you to be based in London, which is very odd. That is rather strange. I mean, given uh, the recent announcement by uh, Ad Dynamo basically throwing their lot in entirely with Twitter and, and saying goodbye to their ad network business, this is an interesting job post to put up given how the trend in the world is basically to commit to finding local talent and meeting local needs in vicinity, I'm sure, at least. Yeah, I'm just wondering how this person's going to run their territory, probably by tweets or DMs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Twitter hasn't figured out. But look, Twitter's taken a lot of heat of late with people questioning their strategy. There's been a recent CEO change at that company. Do you think this is just another indication of them being out of touch with what's needed to take that company forward? I think there's a lot of confusion in terms of strategy and how to monetize Twitter from a leadership perspective. It doesn't seem that they're very clear on what they want to do. But yeah, we'll keep watching. Well, if you're a young whippersnapper, keen on leaving the continent with all your talents and skills and living in blistery cold life, London. Go ahead, buddy. Our final news story for the week involves Jason Joku of Iroko TV. This guy seems to feature in just about every tech roundup we've had ever since we started. And we're 11 episodes in, so that's saying something for how busy he is in Africa's tech scene. Yeah, he is busy, but I guess the other side is that he's very vocal. That's true. I suppose much more vocal than, than most. So yeah, I mean, what do you make of his, his latest blog post? Basically, for our listeners, for your benefit, he's, he's saying that they'll be discontinuing their website, irokotv.com service in Africa. Now, before you freak out the rest of the world, they're doing just fine in Europe. So all their streaming um, everywhere but Africa in the model and they're running everywhere else in the world is doing great. But he's shared some epiphanies he and his team have had that have led them to decide that nah, the dot-com on the African continent, mm, we're getting rid of that. Yeah, and as you say, they're getting rid of the streaming in Africa as well. So which is quite interesting because this touches on uh, something he wrote actually earlier this year where he was talking about they want to win Lagos and want to win Nigeria first and before conquering the rest of the world. Makes you ask questions, which brings us to our discussion topic. Well, I guess, I mean, he makes reference to that exact statement. The question is, is this a sort of admission that everything they've done to this point hasn't worked entirely? Yeah, not entirely, but specifically to Lagos and Nigeria. Maybe this is an admission to that, that the strategy of trying to win Lagos is not working with uh, regards to streaming and offering streaming through a website. Well, he goes on to talk about how they're basically betting on mobile to grow and how they're done sort of trying to steal viewers and, and subscribers from, from other services and how they're basically mining new ones. What do you make of that kind of talk? That's interesting. We need to see how that plays out because, again, they failed on the streaming side. This is a new strategy or something they want to expand or doubling down on in terms of mobile and mobile apps for their services. So we'll have to watch it play out. Mobile is very trendy. Everybody mentions mobile, but you need to know what you're doing. He kind of admits that they don't know what they're doing because in his very last statement, he says, and I quote, are we ready for this reality? Absolutely not. All our existing competencies, infrastructure, and team are desktop in nature. So it's all about resetting and relearning new perspectives 
if I'm an investor in this business, I'm just thinking ching, 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 and more ching being spent at least. <laughs> I was about to say that. I'm thinking this is more an R&D exercise because this is more learning, iterating, measuring, and trying to find the right product market fit for Africa. Do you think he has sort of proved his mettle as an entrepreneur, as a sort of start, startup founder? What's your sense of whether or not he and his team are capable of finding the right mix and certainly engaging the right model to extract value? I think they are. I mean, he's proven himself in a very short space of time with Iroko TV. I'm not speaking about his previous businesses, but with Iroko TV, he's done very well thus far. But uh, with regards to their new focus, we, we'll have to see. I mean, we can't predict the future. We'll have to see how it plays out. So this is a perfect segue into our discussion segment for the week. Inspired, of course, by this very new story, there are lots of challenges facing digital content distribution on the African continent. Jason Joko basically is declaring in his blog post the death of the dot-com, essentially admitting that a cut-and-paste approach to what's working in Europe in terms of streaming just won't work. So what will? I don't agree with that point in terms of what streaming doesn't work. Perfect example is YouTube. You look at the amount of African content, which Jason and Joko and Iroko used to be a premium partner of before. The amount of content generated from by Africans for Africans is quite a lot and the amount of views. I mean, you have music videos with over 2 million, 3 million views and purely being watched by Africans. So, is streaming working on the continent? I think it is. YouTube has proved that. But I think the challenge is how do you monetize that? So let's dial back to when Jason Njoku's Iroko TV was a premium partner to YouTube. How did that work? They, I mean, Jason, he tells it best in his blog post where he was buying licenses from Nollywood movie producers and uploading the content onto YouTube and monetizing using YouTube's advertising. So that's how it worked before and that's how most people on YouTube monetize. Until the day came when he was done sharing revenue with YouTube and decided to sort of platform himself. Not a bad move, certainly, I'm sure. No, it's a commendable move. I mean, as a business businessman obviously wants to maximize his uh, his profit and he felt that he had a platform and a community that and customers that he can monetize. Then there are other sort of platforms like Wabona and uh, Tulundulu in South Africa. Uh, Wabona is certainly a model that mirrors what Iroko TV is trying to do, charging you something like $6.99 a month in order to watch back catalog from uh, regional content, certainly, but mostly South African created content. A premium, I think, for people who can still watch a lot of their content for free on, on terrestrial television. Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to my point that I think the challenge with streaming is how to monetize it. And I think that's everyone headache in terms of trying to monetize and trying to get the right product market fit for movie streaming services in Africa. Tulundulu though, straight out of the gate, targeting the mobile consumer of, of content with a different model to, you know, Wabona and, and Iroko TV. A model really mirroring what YouTube was doing in terms of just, you know, selling advertising on the platform, but keeping the content free. And they also have some interesting technology in the background, which allows them to compress uh, the videos without losing much quality. So they straight out of the, as you say, going out with free content, purely mobile, and monetizing through advertising. Are they succeeding? We'll have to hear from Pierre van der Hoven, the founder. You mentioned YouTube already. Easily the biggest competitor to any attempt to take uh, a meaningful share of the streaming market. What, did you, what would you say is the best bet at sort of navigating a landscape which YouTube is clearly dominating? If I knew the best way, I'd be in that game making money. But yeah, I think at the moment, the best way is, look, it's content in the internet age. Everybody wants content for free and because they're already paying for internet access. So we all just have to think of ways of how to monetize content. YouTube's already found a way which is 
ads through Google, but they're also starting, like Netflix, starting to generate their own shows and offering people, prominent, famous people to host shows on YouTube. So yeah, we all just have to be creative. Nobody's nailed it yet. I don't think YouTube has also nailed it because you also get issues where there are apps that allow you to download YouTube movies. Although that's fine because YouTube is free, but they allow you to download them and watch them offline, which means you could be losing, I don't know how many viewers and how many clicks to ads. Piracy is essentially at the heart of that problem, which is a problem all of these guys face because the average user on the African continent, I think the data is showing, uh, prefer to download the content uh, and watch it when they're ready. But if they do that, it means they have that content available to share with people who didn't buy it and, and hence the piracy problem. YouTube obviously has that problem as well. Uh, another challenge I imagine is is what we talked about last week in terms of this, this trend to free internet and, and how free internet providers or at least um, people involved in bringing that infrastructure to communities are now in a position to, to curate content as well. Hectic, eh? No, it's a big headache. I mean, and also the cut and paste model is not working. You can't just take models from Europe or models that are even have worked for you as a company from Europe or America and try to use them in Africa because the challenges are different. Broadband is expensive, which makes streaming not really feasible for the majority of the population. So there you have it, folks. Uh, no answers. <laughs> You're getting absolutely no answers from us. We have no idea how to monetize this. Like Defo says, if we did, we'd probably be in the business ourselves. And so we'd like to hear from you. What do you think? In fact, let's start with what kind of content are you consuming um, and how are you consuming it? Are you downloading it to your desktop, um, your, your laptop or PC? Uh, are you watching everything via mobile or the, you know, smartphone, tablet? Tell us how you're doing that. How best could these companies sort of reach you and, and, and make sure that you're making the most of the services they provide? Are you subscribed to any of the services we've described or maybe some we haven't mentioned? Are they any good? What has been your experience? Has that spend been worthwhile in your view? D digital television uh, in the form of traditional television is still a big thing on the continent. Are you content with that platform and what's the likelihood of any of these uh, services uh, stealing business from incumbents like DSTV and bringing you on board to what they have to offer. You know where it's at? Use the hashtag ATRU and of course if you'd like to make an audio comment that you'd like us to include in a future episode be sure to use the hashtag ATRU and we'll be on it like white on rice. This week's African Tech Roundup is supported by the good folks at Ogilvy and Matha Johannesburg, the leading ad agency that lives and breathes by its founder's famous credo, we sell or else. A big thanks to the folks at Ogilvy and Matha for sponsoring the recent iAfrican Starting Up in Africa talk and fireside chat with Ornico Group founder and CEO Oresti Patricios. Look out for the next episode of African Tech Conversations featuring a relaxed chat with Oresti Patricios dropping this Wednesday. And so, for now, that's it. Until next week, it's cheers from me, Andile Masugu. And if I'm happy, take it easy. Cheers, guys.